We're on the road. Where transportation goes, community grows. Welcome to On the Road with the MTA. Hey, welcome to another exciting edition of On the Road with the MTA. I'm Jay Gibbons alongside with Stephanie Kay from the MTA. How is Stephanie? I am doing well, thank you, Jay. It's just beautiful weather. Love going outside, mm-hmm. boat rides. And last night I went to the Flushing Chamber event and I met a lot of wonderful people. Again, I, I, I think I knew everybody there, but um, there's one special couple, but I just love them. And when I see them, it's just... It's just inspiring, and mm-hmm. that is Mary and Jonathan Smith. They have two boys, and unfortunately, they lost one son, Ugh. I know, just unexpectedly. And it, since then, they have saved so many lives because there is an expensive test out there. They can see if a child has a heart condition that not everybody can afford. They are providing free testing next Thursday. Wow. And when I heard that, I called you, didn't I? I said, Jay, yes. can we put them on right away? Because this yes. is important information that has to be out there. We're lucky enough to have both of them on the air with us right now. We have Mary and Jonathan Smith. Thank you for joining us, both of you. Good morning. Thank Hi. you. Thank you very much. You bet. We were just talking about her name, Mary Smith. My sister-in-law's name is Mary Smith, and her name's Mary Smith. It must be <laughs> hard to find you if somebody's looking for you because it's in incognito with that name. But uh, we're, we're registered in most motels, you know, every day. <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan, we were just talking off air that he was also in media as well. He worked at Town Square and he was also a um, DJ. So we have a lot in common there too. But you guys, yeah. yeah, you're you're just amazing people. I have to tell you, to lose a son, I can't imagine the pain behind that. Mm-hmm. But you made it your life mission to save other people's lives. So take us back to day one. What happened to him? And, and, and tell us about that story, if you don't mind. All right. Um, 2011, uh, January. Our son was uh, off with some friends and came home and didn't feel right when he got home. And, uh, and, and he collapsed. And we did everything we could. We did CPR. We, we live in the city of Flushing. We had EMS here just immediately. Uh, they d- tried to, you know, we all did CPR on him. We were doing everything we could. And we never could get another heartbeat out of him. Oh. And he, I'm thinking... How does a 17-year-old collapse and die like this? Uh, and you know, and and, and it, it just seemed to be a quickening where it, it happened so fast that it just blew me away. You know, and I was literally looking at uh, before EMS got here, I was looking at a lamp cord, going, "Do I, you know, do I be the hero? Do I pull it out, pull the wires out, and shock him? You know, to try to because I never thought of having a defibrillator in my own house. Sure. And and now I, you know, and EMS got here, they tried and. By the time we got him to the hospital, they said, you know, sudden cardiac death is very prevalent in kids. You don't hear about it, but it happened. And um, we didn't, we had a hard time accepting that, you know. And uh, luckily we had a, uh, our, our priest was with us and he said, you know, uh, you, sometimes you're never going to get the answer to why. You just have to live with what has happened and, and build from it. And it was a very true statement. It really changed our lives because... I did stop worrying about the why. And then we focus more on how do we stop this from happening to other people? And I think that's where that was the life changing part. You know, of course, losing our son Thomas was horrible. Um, but it was like suddenly it gave us something to work towards, which we could channel, channel our efforts into. And it just made a huge difference in our lives. And, and, and luckily we've been able to save lives since then and uh, numerous and we don't even find out all of them we just find out little tidbits of who got helped and uh, because of the HIPAA laws and stuff we don't get to hear a lot of it 
Well, thanks to both of you, I've learned about this. I didn't realize there was a test that these teens can take to see if they might be uh, a possible, not I don't want to say candidate, but they might have this, this issue within them, and it can detect that before there's a problem like this. Is that, yeah. is, what is that test called? So you're right. Um, so many young people have heart issues that are undetectable by the human eye. It's undetectable by a stethoscope. And unfortunately, you know, our son, he died of what's called hypotrophic cardiomyopathy, which is just one version of sudden cardiac arrest. And when a young person goes through a sports physical at school, you know, it, it, they'll listen to the heart, but they never get down into the depths of the heart to find out our son's heart was enlarged. And um, you just can't hear that. So... We have, as the Thomas Smith Memorial Foundation, through generous donations, we have purchased 20 EKG machines. And what we do is we take these machines and we actually, we have mobile units, we have the beds, we have the, the dividing walls, etc. And we take these two events, we set them up, and through the help of physicians, we provide these EKG tests to young people ages 13 through 19. Wait, and we also get help from a ton of awesome nurses. <laughs> yeah, not just physicians. Absolutely. Nurses and taxi yep. vets. And we're able to provide these tests uh, at no charge. Right. And so the doctors will be able to look at the EKGs and uh, determine if there is uh, something wrong, if further tests are needed. Or if the child is good to go. And um, to be quite honest with you, uh, we're seeing, you know, over 90, 95% of the kids are good to go. Yep. It's just that small percentage that we want to take care of. What a good feeling to know your child's going to be okay, but what even a better feeling to know you saved a child if you were able to say, okay, they have this problem. How do you save, if, if you find a child has an enlarged heart or a problem, how is it you can save his life? I mean, just by having the AED available, or is there something they can do once they find out they have a large heart? That's a great question. Having an AED is is going to help tremendously, um, and that's proactive. We or um, that's reactive. We want to be proactive, and we want to take care of that condition before the child has a sudden cardiac arrest. Right. So. Through, um, of course, they'll be sent to a cardiologist, preferably a pediatric cardiologist, where they'll go through, perhaps there'll be a lifestyle modification, perhaps they'll um, need some type of a medication, or perhaps even surgery. Right. But the thing is, is once you find a heart condition, it can be fixed. Right. right. You won't blindsided by it, you know, like, like we, we were. were. Right. And, and able to... And uh, along with any heart screenings that we do, it's a it's a pretty thorough background check kind of on, on what your family history is. So it's important to know some of the family history or to have somebody there that does know it. And it's hard to believe how many people have no idea how Uncle Larry died or, you know, or mm-hmm. why he died when he was 46. Um, and these are all warning signs that pop up as red flags for us. And, and we listen and we listen and we listen and we hear what is said first. Then they go into the, you know, the basic checks at these heart screenings of, of, you know, blood pressure, um, uh, you know, any, any abnormalities and the EKG. And then 
in our big heart screenings, when we're set up right, we can do, if there's need, if the doctor, the cardiologist says that there is a problem, then they go in for an ultrasound right then so that we can get an ultrasound of the heart and they can actually look at the thicknesses of the walls of the heart, look for bad valves. Um, and, and it's hard to believe how many kids, I mean, we, I don't, we've only done one screening where we didn't get anybody. And that was, um, was that Carmen Ingersoll or Goodrich? Goodrich. Well, where's, um, it be, where's it being held this Thursday? I know you're doing one for free, which has to be a very expensive test and you're doing for free for people. Where's that being held this Thursday? So this coming Thursday, it'll be, uh, we're going to be outside at the Bicentennial Park in Grand Blanc. Yep. We are going to be in conjunction with the London Strong Foundation mm-hmm. race, and we'll be set up from 12 to 5, um, and we'll be doing um, heart screenings, two heart screens every 15 minutes. We do have a few open spaces available, and um, it's real easy to register a child for the heart screening. How do you yeah. do that? How do you register them? So they can go to www.tommysheart.org and click on the events tab and it will show, take you right to registering your child. So it's ages 13 to 19. How old was London when she passed away? She was younger. I believe she was 10. That's what I thought. And was it from the same thing? Um, well, she died of sudden cardiac arrest, but it was a, it was a different um it was a different condition than what our Thomas had. But would this yeah. test have detected something in her heart, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, it would have showed up on an EKG. Yeah. Well, then why is it 13 to 19? Why couldn't it be like 10 to 19? Is there a reason why it starts at 13? That's an actually a great question. We, um, we do not have, because all of our doctors are volunteers, wow. we do not have pediatric cardiologists who help us because there's so limited across this nation. Yeah, very few. That, There's only a couple here in Michigan. Yeah, so we're not equipped to read the hearts of younger children. But is it and something always, that they can ask their doctors to do when they're in there for the physical? Could they say, I need to have a deeper uh, test, or isn't it available? Absolutely. You know, um, every doctor's office should have an EKG in it. I know some of them don't, and they may be referred out. And here's the issue is what's been happening, and this all has to do with insurance company, Stephanie. If you want your child to have an EKG, you ask your doctor. Insurance companies are going to want that doctor to notice some pre-existing conditions before they'll pay for an EKG. Oh, my goodness. We know is that 80% of our children are dying with no pre-existing conditions. Right. So it's a vicious circle. So the parents more than often are going to have to pay for this test by themselves, which is why we offer it free. We don't want to um, have cost the uh, any type of deterrent for a child not getting their heart looked at. But how can you two afford that? You're working so hard. I know that you also have your own business called um, ICanMarketThat.com. You do great work with that, but... I mean, how can you afford all these machines? How much? One machine is $1,500, isn't it? So, um, in, when we do donate AEDs to high schools, and those are $1,500, but you're right. Our EKG machines are also very expensive, and we survive 100% on donations. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, just hearing this, I want to be able to, to provide a, 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 either an EKG for you or the... Um, AED. So how much is the EKG uh, system for you? 
So we're actually saving for the state-of-the-art new handheld ones that we can actually <laughs> read through a, a tablet. And those are about $7,000 a piece. Wow. That's expensive. So, it is. But you're saving <laughs> lives. That's the yep. thing. It's priceless. Yeah. It's, it's money well spent. And yes. if anyone ever wants to donate, we absolutely take donations right through Tommy'sHeart.org. Yeah, we're a 501c3. And, uh, and we've been for 10 years now. And uh, very importantly, we set our 501c3 up uh, with the board of directors right off the bat and a complete vow that no one would ever derive an income from this organization and no money will ever be spent on wages. Wow. So, in other words, nobody's ever going to get paid from this foundation. The money we bring in solely goes to our cost. And, and we're dedicated to that, and it helps us sleep really good at night, knowing that mm-hmm. everything we get in goes to the cause in, in a way, shape, and form that is saving lives, not providing an income for anybody. Well, and you there's know, too many organizations out there like that. Yes, so we just you're didn't right. Wanna... You hear about that. You know, this is a nonprofit organization. The CEO is making $10 million or something. like, really? Yeah. So, yeah. well, I, this yeah. is going to sound kind of uh, morbid, maybe, but I'm going in to do my will on Monday. And I'm going to put oh. you guys in my will. So if anything happens, I can I want to be able to provide for that. So very we appreciate it. It's, it's very simply Tommy'sHeart.org, and all the information is right on our website. Uh, and our full name is the Thomas Smith Memorial Foundation. But uh, but it's um, it, it's been a, a true blessing, and it's given us probably our sanity back mm-hmm. having this to work with every day. You know and. Uh, there's not a day that goes. People say, "Oh, are you are you over losing your son?" It's oh like, my goodness! You, oh my. Never get over losing never, your child. Never. You just learn to live with it, and in any way, shape, or form you can. And some people don't make it. You know, let, let's face it. So we we've, we've gone to therapy groups trying to help other folks, and and they're literally a mess because they've mm-hmm. lost a child. And mm-hmm. not to say we're not a mess. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a hot mess, but anyway, sure. it is. It is peace of mind knowing that we're helping to save lives and whether we set up at a football field and we talk to parents when they're you know when the team's parents show up and and um uh and we're saying you know please get to the next heart screening and so many times we hear "Uh uh-uh there's nothing wrong with my baby Mm -hmm. and i'm like hold it here denial there was no mine either um yeah, had you said he took. Four, he, you said he took four years of gym. He was so vibrant. He was in oh. football. He was constantly active. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He and he had, he had gone in three years prior to his death. He'd gone to. Uh, he had eight injuries that had caused him to go to the doctors, <laughs> whether it be a sprained ankle, whether it be a football helmet to the spleen, yeah. and his his enlarged heart was never detected. Oh. And he would have had that for several years because of the condition of the heart. So this is basically the only way that would have detected it. So you they, know even, they even asked us at the hospital. Remember they said, did you ever take your son in for a free heart screening? And I'm like, what's a free what's heart, a free heart screening? Yeah. Well, they're in the Detroit area, you know, and it's like, you know what? I have heard those commercials on the radio, but I never equated them to something that we needed because my son had no warning signs. Right. He's 17. He's young. Yeah. Help his name. He, uh, you know, he could run through walls. And now, now I look back and I'm going, you know, gosh, I wish I had taken him to one of those. You know, mm-hmm. you can do anything when you look back, hindsight, sure. you know. Sure. But uh, so sure. if we can stop that, you know, in every every way, shape, or form we can, 
that's what keeps us going every day. Absolutely. That's what I was telling Mary. I just, I, my heart just breaks for you to my talk to you about losing a child. You're just not supposed to lose a child, but he's made such an impact by saving other people's lives. And he made me think my grandson's seven years old and he's like Tommy was just vibrant, just going all the time. And he yep. has a, he has a big heart anyway. He's so kind and considerate. I'm thinking, geez, I just want to protect him. So as soon as we can get him an EKG, I would like to do that because you never know you could save somebody else's life just talking to us today. So thank you. We, are, we, we hate you. to tell people that it starts at 13 because so many parents want to bring their kids in at 9 and 10. And and, um, and it's not that we can't do it. It's just that it's been recommended. This is how we do it. And we did follow a pattern of how another hospital, you know, kind of set it up. And we tried to follow that pattern. Maybe things will change in the future. You know, if we can get some more cardiac, uh, uh, I'm sorry, pediatric cardiologists up in this area. But there's so few. Uh, it makes it very, very tough So uh, to be able to read those. But, you know, um, Tommy, when, when he, he had just passed his midterms before he died, the week before he died, the week he died. Um, and, you know, I was going through that point in his life where I knew he was uh, very intellectual and very gung-ho. And he said, Dad, Dad, I said, what do you want to do, son? He goes, Dad, I really want to be in sports medicine. Oh, and my goodness. That's what he wanted to do. And we've had so much wonderful feedback from the school systems uh, that knew him and the, the sports people that played with him. And, and everybody knew what he wanted to be because he made it very clear. He wanted to be in sports medicine. He wanted to be a, a therapist. You know, he wanted to be able to help, uh, if not just be a doctor. That's, you know, he, one way or the other, he wanted to be in the in the medical field. Well, he's doing it. He and, certainly uh, is. He's saving more lives yeah. now than if he probably would have become a doctor, really, mm -hmm. with this knowledge. My goodness. No, you never know. So. Right. Wow. Well, I love you both. I know much you loved him, and I, I just can't t thank you enough for all you're doing without getting paid to reach out to other families and help them. And so once again, to give us the details about this Thursday and how they can get their child registered. Absolutely. This Thursday from 12 to 5 will be at Bicentennial Park in Grand Blanc. And uh, you, we do require that you do pre-register your child. And you can do that right through uh, Tommy'sHeart.org. And just click on the events tab and um, it'll help you register your child right then and there. Well, I know there's also that London Strong run happening that day. If somebody's there and they think, you know what, I really want to get my child tested and there's room, could they actually just walk in and do it right then if there's a spot available? Absolutely. We'll never turn anyone down. <laughs> <laughs> That's you too, for sure. I know that your son from Florida is visiting, so give him a hug for me. I was able to hug him last night. But you guys, take care of each other and continue what you're doing. And if we can help you at all, please let us know, okay? Thank you, Stephanie, so much. Thanks, Jay, too, for being there. We appreciate it. Steph, no problem. Uh, Forward to seeing you next time. Right. Do without you, Jay. That's so true. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. And please listen every week to On the Road with MTA, Stephanie K, and Jay for finding out what's out there in the community that might help you. Yep. Thanks Absolutely. for listening. Stay safe. You've been listening to On the Road with the MTA. For more information on our services and community outreach, visit us online anytime at www.mtaflint.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The MTA, your community, your connection, your way.